Because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. Grandpa? Man, am I excited. I bet I'll be the only kid with a real, live, honest, to goodness Transylvanian bat. <laughs> well, as long as we couldn't talk spot into entering, I guess we'll have to settle for this silly fly-by-night. <laughs> you fake dummy. Igor, come back! Goodness me, what happened to him? You mean what happened to him? You insulted him, that's what happened to him. <laughs> What's the matter? Pop said mean things about Igor, and he ran away. I can't be the only kid in school without a pet for the fair. Oh, don't blame your father too much. Igor's always throwing tantrums. Sometimes I think he's nothing but a spoiled bat. Hello, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Monster Hunters, the only podcast that dares to shun, boldly shuns, takes on the task of shunning millions and billions and trillions and just infinite hours of original content that's been mm-hmm. created constantly and being released on a steady uh, schedule since for the last 10 years or so. We shun all that to revisit a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I am, of course, a monster hunter. And joining me this week, live in studio, live, is Keith. Hey, uh, I'm Keith. <laughs> I am Shun DMC. Shun Ooh. DMC. Yeah, I like that. Shun yeah. DMC's got a beat to settle. He's not Hansel. He's not Gretel. <laughs> I love this. When, you, when I can say something that just makes you reach Jay, deep so into your mind. Not a beginner. My pockets get fat while others get thinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, Sean DMC. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also a monster hunter. <laughs> nice. And across that Frankenstein-headed table is the Dr. Dre of Can- Kansas, who will produce a remix of what I just did. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> that's right. We got Shun DMC and the Dr. Dre of Kansas. This is, that's a, quite the combo right there. It is. <laughs> but yes, I'm a monster hunter as well. So, How are you boys yeah. doing? Oh. I've got a bone to pick. Bone to pick? Mm, pick yep. away. Keith, yes. last week you showed uh, us something, and it has ruined me. What? We, we listened to uh, Whatever Happened to Eddie, the like Monsters remix song that Whatever he did. Whatever Happened to Eddie. Okay, so the other day I wasn't feeling very well. I was like, oh, I might have to you know, throw up or something. So I got to <laughs> – and so I was like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are like this, but when you get sick, like my mind just starts racing, trying to distract itself from anything, uh, like – Try not to think about it. Yes. And all I could think of in my brain while I was sitting there, like leaning against like the tub, like waiting for hopefully not puking, but it was like, 
Whatever happened to Eddie? That oh just kept running through my brain over and over and over again. And I was like trying to stop thinking about it, but I couldn't stop. And I don't think it helped the situation. So, yeah, that oh. was a miserable existence mm. a couple it days ago. It is miserable. It sounds miserable. Huh. Oh. Hmm. Thanks a lot, mm-hmm. Keith. You ruined Terry's life. <laughs> yes. I think it's did, affected did, did you Did you throw up? Nope. See, no. I did. I I worked. There you go. You worked. You're welcome. No, you did. Wait, what? you're welcome. You mm. exposed us to the evil, pure evil. I think that's like wrong. Hex. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we should have listened to the Little Monster song, and that would have taken care of things. But we didn't finish that one. We just I didn't know how that it. song goes, but I guarantee it's not nearly as annoying as the other. I think I just bottled yeah. it up inside. It's stuck in there forever now. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, if I would have just thrown up, it probably would have just came out. I would never have thought about it again. But nope. Yeah, mm. and you know what's crazy? Every time I hear that the banger theme song, the words <laughs> pop in my head, including oh, wow, the time when I was watching—well, several times when I was watching uh, the Rob Zombie released trailer for this oh. upcoming movie. Yes. Today we are talking a day after the release of the trailer. Yep. Yep. To say that it was released to mixed reviews is kind. <laughs> what is yeah. everyone's opinions on that? I will say it is um, the most talked about trailer that I've, like, for me personally, in, like, a long time. Like, <laughs> like I'll watch a Marvel trailer or something, or I'll watch, you know, some, like, some animated trailer. Where I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Or I'll tell my wife about it or something. I mean, you guys messaged me. We had uh, Phil and Zach. They messaged uh, from yep. you know, some of the other stuff. They messaged us. Uh, Paul Chomo reached out to me. Uh, Dave <laughs> Champa reached out to me. So oh, many people man. being like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And I'm like, wow, I've talked about the Munsters trailer more than any other trailer ever. <laughs> so that in itself is a positive. There is no such thing as bad publicity. But that's true. After viewing it. What do you think? <sighs> I was pretty uh, excited about it, but mm, it did not deliver, I guess. I don't know what. Uh, I did not like it very much at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, it's just something about it. Is It doesn't feel like it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's all a spoof. Maybe it'll get better, but it feels so like choppy and like not. I don't know. Like, like it feels very cheaply done. There's some stuff yeah. I do like in it, but for the most part, I don't know. It's just, I think he's going too hard for like a cheesy style or something. Maybe I, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I don't know how to um, describe it either. I, for one, I think, uh, I think putting it in color is a mistake. I think people would actually understand the monsters being in black and white. You know, even in modern day. Mm-hmm. But also. Um, I, I thought about it a little bit more last night and I was like, you know, I, I do kind of like finding out how yeah, Herman you're a big and Lily got together. Story. Not huge, but I like yes, that. But especially though, if the runtime is supposed to be rumored to be like, no, 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 I uh, don't t- take that with the largest mm. grain of salt you could possibly find. There's no way in hell. This movie is three hours long. I, the fact, yeah. so Derek, you had mentioned something in our little messages back and forth about, you assuming that like we get a post credit of like, uh, like a sonogram of Eddie or or maybe Eddie being born something or maybe, I don't know they find him feral someplace I don't know how that works. Yeah, I think our questions on this show has always been like how does how did Marilyn get involved with them, 
And yeah, and I think that may be more of an origin that people wanted and hoped to see. And we're kind of like, oh, yeah, the monsters, they're there and they're already together. Yeah, because that's in the, even in the show. They don't it's not like they, you know, meet and so they're just they're automatically there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe this is Rob Zombie's supposed to be a huge fan. Maybe this is like the question that he's always had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he dug through a couple of notebooks of his own fan fiction to come up with it. My biggest thing still is I think Herman looks very, very weird to me. Sure. Like, like beyond, like, like not like, oh, is weird Frankenstein monster looking guy who makes things wilt. It literally looks odd to me every time I see him. Like, it doesn't look like a normal thing. I actually really enjoy the back half of the trailer. It does, when yeah. They start playing the theme song and mm-hmm. it's just a compilation of short clips because the audio of the the dialogue the recorded audio sounds so unfinished it really distracts me from the rest so it, when they just hit the music and there's no dialogue going it's just popping yes, thing to it's thing just those here. clips you see herman like laughing and he's got like the biker outfit on and lily's doing that weird dance and then herman's got the like the 70s pimp outfit on for some reason <laughs> like there's all that stuff happens like in this this quick succession of cuts and i'm like that's pretty cool looking like they're at the movie theater and mm-hmm. like all that stuff looks looks like finished elements the other stuff at the, the front half that they lead with sounds one terrible and and like I, w- I want to like it so much, but the audio yeah. quality is so bad. It needs to be produced. Like an audio person needs to sit down with it, adjust the levels, put the, you know, compress it, make all the stuff, make it sound correct, right? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't sound correct. So to me, that's my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. And and because that's the first half of the trailer, it really sours you for the whole thing. Mm. And then the colors are fine, they're just oversaturated. So it feels like post-production stuff, right? Like things mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, through a normal post-production process, this will be finished because it feels like an iPhone video, like lots of it does, like the audio and the mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that's just it, me. I don't also, know. Also, it's coming out sometime in like September. September. So, so he, that's like a month. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, and they just said they can, they finished, they wrapped up shooting Filming. like last week. Like, yeah. So yeah, this is very much like he threw something together because he was like, I maybe got to make a deadline on a trailer. Could yeah, be. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What the uh, rush is, unless they're like, we got to be up with Halloween. But then he still oh, gives you an extra month if you try right. to do that. This should um, come out on Halloween. That'd make more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it scheduled to come out right around the same time that like, because the original Monsters came out in September? Um, oh, it started, so it may be timed be. to come out with that. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> I just think it's going to come out, right? No, then, I'm, I mean, I think I, I I didn't see the exact date, but I'm assuming it's probably scheduled to come out in a similar time to when. Like the anniversary or something? Yeah, maybe. like the, the week of type thing of when the Monsters originally aired. But why, though? That doesn't make any sense to me because it's it's not like a milestone anniversary. It's the the movie that Monster people have been waiting for. Yeah, well, they can wait another six weeks and release it at Halloween. What difference does it make? <laughs> I don't know. Look, he's right. he again. He he's a big fan of him, so he's 
you know, he's recreated the house. He's probably trying to match yeah, it up with no, the bait. I, I get all that. It just says September 2022. Now, um, I will say one thing I did really enjoy in the trailer, and this is on the front end of it, is Grandpa Monster says, like, Lily says something about wanting to find a, a man, and Grandpa's like, well, I can go down the lab and whip you up one. And she chimes in with, oh, well, that's like the time that you, like, she did one of those things in, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where she references back to something, which just seems to be a thing that the monsters are doing a lot in these mm-hmm. last yes. handful of episodes we've been watching. And it made me chuckle that, that, that they did that. And they actually showed it as far as I could tell, which is kind of, I would say that's an improvement. Thing, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, do we also see, um, saw cousin Lester? Saw mm-hmm. cousin Lester. And I know there's another, uh, extended family character at least two of them in the trailer mm-hmm. i just don't know we haven't seen those yet in the episodes yeah there's yeah. like a fish man a gill yeah. but is it the church from black lagoon and then yeah. there were some others some other guy but yep mm-hmm. i'll admit like i don't want to uh, hate on it. i'm still kind of excited i mean mm-hmm. yeah it feels like it's all it's all been building up to this right but <laughs> um i don't know i i just i just hope it works out like I kind of like the color stuff, and there is a couple moments in trailer that made me laugh when Herman's like slamming the table, laughing, yes, and was well staring done. at I him. Like that part. That's yeah. like the best joke in the trailer, and that was actually legit funny. So um, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it's just a rush trailer. I don't know. Um, I still have hopes, but man, like <laughs> knee jerk reaction was yeah. Woof. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> you know what didn't give me a knee jerk reaction of woof? It just gave me a knee jerk reaction of stoic staring at the screen as season one episode 20 of bats of a feather so before we can talk about bats of a feather (laughs) the knee-jerk that's such great praise yeah (laughs) the knee-jerk reaction was nothing i just (laughs) just (laughs) staring blankly at the black uh play next episode question no (laughs) uh (laughs) Season one, episode 20, Bats of a Feather. But before we can talk about uh, this classic, we must first light a candle, walk down the hallway, watch out for the ghosts, the low-hanging fruit, and the licorice, I think I said last time. Open mm-hmm. the rod iron gate. See, I've got to speed it up because we talked too much about the trailer. Open the rod iron gate. <laughs> oh, slow down. I can't keep up. Jesus. Brush away the ghosts and the cobwebs. Pull off the book. Open it up. <laughs> Blow the dust up. Whoa. Down to one knee. Hold up the book so Keith can read it like a priest at the altar for the Monster Hunters. Almanac, factoid, fact, tidbit, shit, shit of the week. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, this week we are reading from Spots uh, Five. Spot we read from Spot two weeks ago. And had, is, does this have oh, to do with hold Spot? On. No, no, hold on. I, wait a minute. I have multiple pages here. Let me. Uh, okay. Let's let's go with. Uh, you're losing track of what you're reading. Let's from. go with Igor three sixteen. Thank Igor you. Igor three sixteen. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I in watching today's uh, the episode that we're covering today. I realized you know we uh, you know, we've touched on during episodes, but we haven't really ever talked fully about. Um, all of the pets. Uh, part of it was just because we hadn't fully actually seen Spot. Uh, you know, we could see him in the shadows before. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I think we've kind of officially seen all of the pets uh, out there. Okay. Uh, plus, anytime Grandpa changes into anything, sure. Like uh, but I, yep. Uh, obviously, we have Igor, uh, Grandpa's pet Transylvanian bat, who plays a key part in this. Now, on Wikipedia, it does say his feelings are easily hurt, inducing him to fly away. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw mm-hmm. them in the opening. Is that his trademark? Uh, apparently so, yes. Yeah. And Grandpa. And, hard to work with. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. He's notoriously around Hollywood that uh yeah he's hard to work with all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, director yells at him and he just storms off set. <laughs> yeah. Um now the other one that we still really don't get a whole lot of is uh Spot. Now a lot of people think that Spot is um I guess he, he is a, a dragon to some extent, but uh they list him here as Eddie's pet dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And based on the torso, you know, the shadows and stuff, he's a fire breathing version of a stegosaurus is what they pretty much huh? uh, have, have laid him out to be. Really? I think I think that uh, the main time we see his shadow, like especially in like the first episode, the babysitter sees it. Yeah. You see like some stegosaurus uh, uh, like spikes. No, like spike okay. Bag, yeah. Like a dragon would have. Yeah. I thought it was like Godzilla fins. Was. Yeah. Yeah. I look. Wikipedia is the truth, man. Um. <laughs> Well, Apparently, I can go uh, on there and change it yeah, just to see anything else. Yeah. He's less Stegosaurus. <laughs> He's a Godzilla. Uh, yeah, so there are tunnels that go from his lair to the monster's backyard. That probably is also why Eddie's running in and out of things as well hmm. all the time. Uh, we haven't really seen much of him yet, but he apparently has a battle axe scar on his shoulder. Really? How would we know this? I don't know. Um, oh, hey, someone probably hey, cranked the contrast up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, apparently we get to see a whole lot more of him in a in in season two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, trying to see. Uh, Butch Patrick claimed that Spot was a was a recycled Tyrannosaurus model from one million BC. Also, uh, not then does not mean a Stegosaurus at all. But Spot was actually designed by Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis. And then assembled by some builders, probably maybe using part of that Tyrannosaurus and a couple other things. Some say that some sources claim he was a dinosaur model from the land unknown. Spot's tail is uh, shown in the redesigned form in The Monsters Today. And in 1313 Mockingbird Lane, uh, the spot was shown in CGI, uh, where Ooh. he has appearance of uh, more of a winged armed dragon. Mm, nice. In the PC video game adaptation of the series. What? Spot is depicted as a flying dragon. Yeah. I, think he's I, a dragon. I watched way too much yeah. time on that yeah. game. Like somebody played through on it and I watched <laughs> it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was um, grueling. And then finally, we have, and then uh, the other two uh, pets that we have Charlie the Raven, obviously voiced by Mel Blanc and occasionally Bob Hastings. He lives there in the cuckoo clock and just says, Nevermore. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes some other little smart remarks. Herman throws objects at him a lot. Uh, and then finally, they just list Kitty, a black cat that roars Yay. like a lion. Yeah, that's my favorite pet. So I like far. Kitty the best. No, yeah. Nothing else like big, huge, like, you know, obviously a lot about Spot, who you barely get to see. The other one's got a nice paragraph. Kitty gets one line. A black cat <laughs> that roars like a lion. Well, the you don't really about know that, much more. Kitty is very, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything you need to know about Kitty happens on screen. Yeah, I do not like kitty. Boo. What? I like cats. Oh, well, all right. I love cats, but. Yeah. Here you go, Derek. Oh, oh man, the book's closed, and we move on. Mm-hmm. Whew. Uh, everybody into the dumbwaiter. And I'm going to oh. pull this up. <laughs> up to the kitchen, out the kitchen, this. out the back door, shuffle out, open up the gate, out to the dock just outside the back of the Monster Hunters compound, where we have the skooma ship ready to go out three miles deep into international waters, where Captain Terry, who has placed the dinghy and th- lit some flares, 
to light the way, <laughs> yep. got us there. We're like, whoa, it's getting hot. We must be right above the gates of hell, which we are. Into the skooma, wow. down deep to the depths of hell for another deep dive <laughs> with skooma. I gotta wow. say, I love the speed version of this. The, the speed yeah. run is impressive. I'm like trying uh, to keep up here. Yeah, I'm you like the me. micro machines guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, I guess we better get on with it then. If we're, we're diving <laughs> to the depths of hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, well, let's not waste okay. any. Let's watch. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get there. So yeah, you know me. You know, slow to descend, slow to arise. That's me. Um, <laughs> I'm already but... on the shore. Let's go, Terry. <laughs> it's over. Yes. <laughs> um, so all right. So this episode was directed by Jerry Paris. He's a new Monsters director. We haven't seen this name. guy before. I'm like that's new. The yes. writers. Uh, it was a team, and I knew them both. Yep. 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 So it's always exciting when we get like a new guy. I feel like mm-hmm, at this point because I, I just talk about the same people over and over again. Well, um, so many weird movies you can find for each person. <laughs> yes, I'm always crossing my fingers for the guest stars because I know I'll at least get something with them. But uh, this is the first one he's directed. He's going to do three episodes. This is the first of three. Um, he's got 61 directing credits um, going from 1964 to 2020, but that 2020 credit is kind of like a question mark because he died in 1986. Mm. Um, I think it's like an updated episode of uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, an episode he directed. I think they colorized it or something, so I think that's why it happened. Um, but he's actually more known as an actor. He's got 112 acting credits, um, and he mm. act, he played the neighbor, Jerry Helper, on the Dick Van Dyke show. And he mm. also directed 84 episodes of the show as well. Um, and he's also, another big directing credit is he directed 237 episodes of Happy Days, which is Almost That's all a lot. Them. Holy yes. Jesus. <laughs> uh, there's 255 episodes, so he only missed out Almost on Almost all of them. Yes. Holy cow. <laughs> he this skipped dude. out before uh, Fonzie jumped the shark, probably. That's what he probably said. Yeah, I'm done. He was going to yep. direct it, and he quit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm um, out of here. That's the last straw. Let's not forget, before we dive too deep into Jerry, we are going to see him two more times, so, you know, let's uh, yeah. gotta save that yeah. gold save for next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll talk about Sweet Police Academy, Police Academy <laughs> talk for another day. Spit out that Jerry Paris gum and put it in, mm-hmm. like, wax paper so it doesn't stick yep. and chew it again later. <laughs> under, I always just put it underneath the console of the skooma. Yeah, yeah. Driving. <laughs> Pull it back out when we're ready. Um, a, little la- a, little, a little label next to each one. Please yep. do not get a fresh stick of Jerry Paris gum the next time he shows up. Let's let's chew that stuff that's mm-hmm. stuck. Yeah, it's still perfectly good. But, mm-hmm. uh, so this episode was written by James Allardyce and Tom Adair. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. We've seen these guys a few times. It's been kind of a long time, though, since we've talked about them. Uh they're that like writer musician combo. Yeah, I remember. Um, so <clears throat> the last episode we talked about, what they wrote was the family portrait, where they're like a the most oh, average family award, the most super win. inventy episode where they got keep coming up with stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's that annoying guy who's like really mm-hmm. hitting on Marilyn. Um, yeah. Oh, I man, I tried blocking him out. <laughs> so now we're covered. we're even for that song now. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that guy haunts your dreams. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, Terry didn't make that up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Terry didn't write that episode or act in it. <laughs> well, I didn't write the song either. I, mean, <laughs> I know, but true. you exposed it to us. That's true. Yeah. yeah. The podcast exposed the other one to you, Keith. But, but uh, anyway. Anyways. Anywho. Um, so I was looking through some of their stuff. Uh, Tom Adair, I, I was looking through his composing work, and I saw that he did music for a TV movie called Babar Comes to America. Oh, nice. Um, the elephant. Looked, 
Yeah, exactly. It looks like he just did the lyrics. Um, but I've recognized, yeah, the elephant guy. I think I've read a few of his books as a kid. I remember one that was like a haunted castle or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I tried to look up the movie to see if I could find any clips. Uh, I did find a YouTube clip of the intro, but it may have been like one of the like un- most unsettling things I've seen in a while. <laughs> just not like because of Babar, but like the way it was filmed. Um, so it's like not like directly from like the VHS tape or whatever. Like he's got a camera set up on his TV, like filming it. But there's, you see the reflection first. Like it's just the reflection of the TV and it's like all dark, but you see like shadows and you see like a figure of a guy sitting there. And it's oh. like, what am I looking at? And it's like, you hear like the, bzzz, you know, it's like the VHS, like audio tape or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's like, it got me in like a the mindset of like a found footage film or like I don't know like some sort of like like the ring I guess you know I'm just oh. like what am I about to watch here and you like see yeah the man just he's faintly reflected in there um, and he's just kind of watching it feels like he's just like watching you as the screen's flickering um, oh, it looks like yeah like I said it looks hor- like a horror movie um, but uh, it was like that for the first two seconds but then yeah it was just a clip of Babar I was worried I was about to get cursed but <laughs> nope. It was fine. Um, Babar goes to Hollywood to make a movie, I guess. But fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> very, it's very meta. There, it's a movie about him going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, an this elephant like... with a crown going to make a movie. Yeah, well. Babar is like the Deadpool of elephants, so he kind of does he is. Thing. I've always said that. Glad <laughs> someone else came up yeah. with it. Yeah, thanks, Terry. Um, so we got a few guest stars in this. We got Alvy Moore as Dr. Grant, Gilbert Green as Mr. Brubaker, and Barbara Baddock as Miss Guthrie. Miss um, so, Guthrie was the uh, teacher, right? Yep, yep. Um, so Alvy Moore, he's got 155 acting credits on IMDb from 1952 to 1995. He's got a pretty big variety of like uh, small TV and movie roles. His biggest reoccurring role was the Green Acres for 142 episodes. Um, he played Hank Kimball. Um, I don't know who that is, but must have been a pretty good recurring character. Hell yeah. Um, I was also, what really surprised me was he was actually in something I recognized and like really like, uh, he was in, he voice, he played a voice in Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. If you guys have seen that no studio, oh. studio Ghibli movie, oh, um, okay. it's really good. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I don't think I've seen the dub that he did. I think it was like the first dub that they ever did for it. And I don't remember if it's supposed to be good or bad. But um, he was in it, which I thought was cool. Um, so he was also in <laughs> uh, Disney's most magical movie ever, The Gnome-Mobile. Um, the Gnome-Mobile? The Gnome-Mobile. All right. According I never heard tra- of this one. <laughs> according to the trailer, it's Disney's most magical movie. Oh, I um, bet it is. It's got a million, like a million yeah. dollars worth of flying gnome in it. <laughs> It is so magical, it made everyone forget. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mind 1967. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, it's about a lumberman and his grandchildren. They find a couple of gnomes out in the wood, as you do. Um, but apparently these, <laughs> these gnomes are the last of their kind. Uh, it seems like the gnomes get into some hijinks, like he shoots a guy in the head with like a BB gun at some point. Um, they're leaping around. But I'm kind of confused by the trailer because it's like they're the last of their kind, but... I think they're just like the last male gnomes because they make a point that there's like hundreds of gnomets running around, like just like vibing for them or whatever. So Ooh. I was like, that's interesting. Um, it's like maybe it's like why the last man on earth, but for no, oh, why the last man? Yeah, I was thinking it was the opposite of the Smurfs where there's only Smurfette and that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. that could yeah. be. Might <laughs> like be why the last man better. 
the main question I have about this movie is what is the gnome mobile? Because it's not really clear. Uh, is it a normal sized car? Is it a tiny car for gnomes? I don't really know. Uh, there's people in the car singing about how the gnome mobile, the gnome mobile, are riding around in the gnome mobile. Um, but it's like the perspective's all weird. I can't tell if it's big or small. Um, but it seems like a great movie. So it yeah. sounds it's a like an amazing bi- movie. It's a car built out of the skeletons of gnomes. That's where all the that's where all the male gnomes went is to the to be built into a gnome mobile. <laughs> Gilbert Green has 80 acting credits on IMDb from 1951 to 1982. He's done a couple things uh, that I recognize. They're mostly one-off roles, um, kind of, you know, just the stuff you'd expect that we've kind of talked about before. Star Trek, Bonanza, Bewitched, Charlie's Angels. He's kind of just in one, one-off episodes of a lot of those. Um, That's like but, all the biggest shows of, like, two decades. Mm-hmm, yeah, so he got in there, even if it was just for a couple episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But I got really lucky, so I think my skooma senses are my skooma senses are honing because I was just clicking. This is what I do when I go skooma diving beforehand. I just start clicking on things. I don't really know what I'm going to land on. But this was like the first thing I clicked on with him. Uh, I clicked on. He was in a movie that was directed by Earl No Strain Bellamy. What? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's called Confessions of a Top Crime Buster. Oh man, sounds great. Yeah, it's about like a scatterbrained cop, I guess, who's writing a book about all his exploits. Uh huh. Um, I couldn't find a trailer, but I found the full movie on YouTube. I was just skimming through it. Um, it seemed like he was kind of like going through his notable cases through his book or something. I couldn't really tell. Um, I think it's supposed to be a comedy. I couldn't really tell either. <laughs> I think it's probably hilarious. I just need like the appropriate context by watching the full film. Probably is a strong word. Just yes. all lived in there. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was cool, Earl. He's back, even when he's not directing the monsters. We somehow found a way yeah. to talk about him. Man, that no strain, man. He just kind of like he just like slides into your DMs. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's not a strainer at all. You know, you're putting no. the pasta in there, just kind of low effort, some... low effort <laughs> to reappear in our lives. That's right. Uh, and the fact we all get so excited about this guy too. Yeah, um, one of the best nicknames around. That's true. <laughs> Um, so then finally we've got Barbara Bab- Babcock. Uh, she played that teacher. Um, she's got 97 acting credits on IMDb from 1956 to 2004. Uh, I was looking at her trademarks. Sometimes these people have trademarks. Sometimes they don't. Hers was often portraying rich widows or heiresses. Heiresses? Heiresses. Heiresses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also playing kind of like snooty characters, frazzled characters, nervous, um, she wasn't oh, really in much that I recognized, though. She's quite frazzled in this episode. She is very frazzled. Yeah, she fits right in with that trademark. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in a few episodes of Star Trek, though. Uh, she was also a star in a movie called Quarterback Princess, which is about a high school girl who wants to play football, but everybody's against her. Um, I thought it was going to be, you know, that's kind of like a thing. That, was it like the 90s or 2000s where that felt like it was a thing where like the mm-hmm. girl had to disguise herself? And like play sports or something. Yeah, um, that happened a lot. It felt like. Mm-hmm. This is uh, like one, that. one of the boys. Um, She's the man. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole shelf dedicated of DVDs where. Mm-hmm. Girl has to play like boy to get on boy team. Yep. Yep. And then right. at the end, everyone realizes, hey, girls have value, <laughs> just not on a boy's team. Yeah, and that's like so. Got to maintain like, the status quo. God damn it. That's except right. For, except yeah. for uh, uh, Kathy Ireland and unnecessary roughness. She's a kicker. Yeah. 
I've never seen that movie. Go on. Um, but yeah, I thought it was gonna be a comedy, but it seems like it's kind of serious. This is uh, based off a true story too, I guess. Uh, oh, so yeah, I was like kind of subverted my expectations. I thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. some kind of raunchy, dumb comedy, but mm. no. Turns right. out it's like the live action remake of Mulan. <laughs> yes, it's exactly mm-hmm. like that. Oh, football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh. She was also in Space Cowboy, which I have heard of but never watched. Um, it's like Clint Eastwood. He starred in that one. Oh, some people mm. call me that. I call you the gangster of love. It's also Maurice for some reason. Say <laughs> like my yeah. damn name. Um, she plays his wife, I think, in that movie. She, she plays a character with the same last name as him. I can only assume yeah. that she's the wife. That uh, movie came out, I want to say, in the last 15 years, maybe 20. So yeah, she would have been right. older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about yeah, like retired engineers who have to go up into space to fix a, fix a satellite, but they're all like, Tommy Lee old. Jones. Yeah, yeah. A, a bunch of guys who looked old, regardless of whenever the movie came yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Clint Eastwood looked that way for like. Yeah. Ever. Somehow Sam Elliott's not in it. Like rounds up of people, a bunch of people that have looked old for like forty years. Wilbur mm-hmm. Brimley, Tommy Lee <laughs> Jones. Yep. Um, Donald Sutherland, James Garner, all old people. James so old. Cromwell. They've been old for thirty years. Yeah. Um. This came out in two thousand. There you mm. go. Over twenty years. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's actually yeah, that's something I was like, wow, that's like a big movie that sounds familiar. Yeah. That's cool. Hey. Relatively recent as well. <laughs> Is she still Compared- alive? Mm, Keith, do you know? I don't know. Uh, no, I have no idea. All right. Well, mm. Let's flip a coin. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried not being that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. in the air, Keith. I'm flipping a coin. Ed's. Black book. Oh, it's Taylor. She's dead. Well, she was born in Kansas. That's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, no, she's still alive, according to IMDb. So. Oh, the coin has failed oh, us. Sweet. Wait. Yep. 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 No, that's her spouse. Okay. Yeah, yeah she's that, still alive, yeah. I think. Oh, I feel, yay. I feel better. Whew. She's not floating in the ocean. She's yep. up on the shore with me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Whoa, Bar- nice. Barbara Babcock, yep, she's still alive. Yeah. So good for her, and that's always nice. Um, Way to go, babes. Yeah. <laughs> Give her the old salute. Way mm-hmm. to go. Uh, <laughs> the Munster Hunters salute. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on trekking, that's what I say. So. Let's say go medium pace up this time since we're kind of rushing. Too I don't want to. Derek's, Derek's already. Like... I'm in the kitchen back at the Monster Hunters compound yeah. making up sandwiches for all of us. Oh. Turkey? <laughs> I hope you like it. Freshly mm. cut from the deli. It's Boar's Head. Mm. Wait. Boar's Head? Boar's Head sandwiches? Mm. No, mm. lunch meat. Boar's Head. I'm making up sandwiches. I've, yeah, been, I, I've, I've been. I'm guessing they don't have that in Kansas. No, I guess not. I don't know what the hell. No. It's it, it's a it's a well known lunch meat from the delicatessen. It doesn't make it to the geographical center of no. The, yeah, the geographical the center. Of the, it's a black hole for lunch meat That's in right. Kansas. All we've got is uh... Carl Budig. No, oh, God, oh, I'd say a lot of bad flashbacks there. Oh, yeah, uh, I know nothing of this, but eat a lot of delicious. that as a kid. Ugh. Anyway, I got some turkey sandwiches for everybody. Enjoy. Hope you like lots of Miracle Whip. Ugh. <laughs> it's got that zip, man. And I, I slather it on thick. Yep, with one, <laughs> one slice of turkey. One <laughs> slice of turkey, six 
slices of thick cut of tomato, mm. um, some mm-hmm. wilted lettuce, and lots of Miracle Whip. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you like American uh, cheese. I hope, I hope the lettuce is a little like damp and soggy, not oh, really. Oh God, crunchy. yeah, all the bread's wet. <laughs> yes. Just so you we're know. Gonna, just the way gonna... we like it here in Munster Hundred Town. Keith, I think we need to we need to get a like a higher a chef. You know, Darren, <laughs> I'd appreciate his help. But let's, hey. uh, hold on. I Derek make... just opened up Munster Hunter Town as well, so <laughs> um, we already have the we, have, we already have the very large compound that we you know have a dock and everything for and a oh, coastal too. Yeah, coastal. So I'm I'm interested to find out more about Munster Hunter Town as oh, we go yeah. on. We do. It's just growing. Yeah. How many tourists are we gonna get? Oh, dozens. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we are here, season one, episode twenty. Now, if this were one of these modern shows that are created, we'd be on season two already, possibly season three with 20 episodes. And if we were like a network television, we'd be like, oh, we're getting close to the end of season one. Not us. Yeah. We're no, barely no. halfway through season one mm-hmm. uh, of the Munsters. This I one's like my, called what? I, I like my shows to really milk the like premise and like explore it fully before they move on to the next season. Like, I really want them, you know. The more episodes, the better. That's what I say. Yeah. My motto was linger like a motherfucker, man, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> we are just man, dilly-dallying. You, sign, you signed that in my high school yearbook. I did. We are like moonwalking to the finish line with this. It's just, it's slow, <laughs> but it's glorious. That's right. Yeah, never feels like we're getting any closer, but I'm okay with it. Yep. Season 1, Episode 20, Bats of a Feather. This son bitch came out February 3rd, 1965. Hmm. According to TV Guide, it says Eddie has to take a pet to school for a contest. Sums that up right there. Gets a 7.6 lofty, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Out of 10 on IMDb. Yep. And it opens like so many others. Herman's not grunting, but him and Lily are sitting on the couch <laughs> arguing about which pet Eddie should take to school. Well, he doesn't like the idea of Spot because he doesn't do anything ex- besides chase trains. Yeah. So they're going to leave it up to Grandpa. I, I will like, say it's it, it is an argument over it, but it's it's not as mean spirited as, as some of the most recent episodes. I think they dig in a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Grandpa gets real mean to Spot. <laughs> yes, they all get mean to Herman as well. Yeah, but they, they leave do. it up to Grandpa. Grandpa's like, well, that's a dumb question. He looks up calmly from his book. Oh, yeah. The book was called Uh, How to Make Friends in Your Basement Lab. Yes, it was. Uh, So Grandpa looks up from his book and says, there's no question about it. Like, he's dead. (laughs) Dead tone. There's no question about it. It's Igor, right? Yeah. Spots spots no good. It's Igor. And Igor is clearly the smartest of all the animals. He hangs from the rafters, rafters, and he gets the paper. But Herman, he's all in on spot, of course. Well, she's all in on the cat. Cut to the staircase. They're all there now. Herman, Lily, Grandpa, Marilyn, Eddie. Spot has been hiding under the stairs because he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to go to the school fair, this pet fair at the school. Which it's is a dragon. He doesn't want to be at some dog and pony show. I've never heard of a pet fair. <laughs> I don't know if there was a thing in the 60s yeah. or if it was something conjured up by this writing team because, hell, this writing team loves to just manufacture <laughs> stuff to I, move plot along. 
it's show and tell both pets basically is what it seems like i guess but there's judging involved anyway oh true yeah they're all there and everyone is yelling at herman because <laughs> spot is in the stairs like you're the the pet whisperer you big green shit uh <laughs> So Herman, he's going to coax Spot out from under the stairs. The stairs lift, and there is a static creation of some sort. Yes. His teeth has maybe some eyes. You're like, glowing. Hmm. Yeah. There's Spot. He's not even, like, doesn't even like an idle animation. He doesn't breathe. He's just static. <laughs> He's teeth glued to a thing just I was there. I was pumped though I mean we have, haven't seen spot like this before I this agree awesome. I was like this is pretty cool <laughs> this is how this I remember is, spot yeah that's what I was just gonna say this is my memory of spot is them always opening up the, mm-hmm. the stairs um and and him being there, and there I swear is. they use that in the intro at some point in time I thought they did it too stairs lift there's growling there's teeth uh Herman's <laughs> like trying to coax him out and he goes Come on, poopsie. I'm like, well, that's funny. And then Spot breathes fire, which immediately tells you it's not a stegosaurus. Stegosauruses don't breathe fire. No, that's true. It's a dragon. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. 100%. And Herman also said he's clearly the smartest because the rest of his species is extinct. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So they have Um, the last dragon. That's like... Yeah, that's gonna violate some sort of like animal like code, right? Like you're supposed to like have that in a more secure environment, protected, guarding some gold or something. Yes, (laughs) it's smoke. It's it speaks like Benedict Cumberbatch. Looks like Godzilla in a shadow and breathes fire at Herman. (laughs) I was really hoping that we would read out of the book of Poopsie today in the the (laughs) almanac. Yeah, that. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, so Eddie is upset because he's got to take a pet, and Lily assures him that if we leave Spot alone, eventually he'll get hungry and come out looking for someone. <laughs> Cut to the banger that's ruined by whatever happened to Eddie. Oh, that's such a shame. <laughs> it, it is. It is. I cannot not sing along yes. with those words, and it's oh. very upsetting. I, I'm just I'll, I'll be like I'll catch myself like singing like whatever happened to Agreed. Eddie I do while too. I'm working and I get mad at myself I'm mm-hmm. like stop me too. just stop so here's the thing Keith and <laughs> here's what you killed for me no matter how good or bad the monsters it is individual episodes vary I always had the banger <laughs> and I wrote banger every time in my notes <laughs> now it's painful reminder of of uh, Bush Patrick's uh, <laughs> pop music aspirations of 1983. I mean, look, we have 50 some episodes still to go. I, you'll forget about it eventually. It'll I, fade away. I don't know think? if I can. Yeah. We do this shit once a week, and it's just constant <laughs> reminder. Oh yeah. I would sweet. say if our next episode was three years later, maybe <laughs> I forget, but I doubt it. I feel like every time I'd hear that, though, it would just spark my, my the memories would just flood back. It's exactly. like a, you know, because music is like a that can like activate your memory synapses or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, it takes you back to times. Like I listened to this as a kid, but now I'm gonna always remember. Oh, this is the time I listened to the the Eddie song yep. that ruined everything. Every time I hear that song, it's like in Ratatouille when when Remy bites into a grape <laughs> and it's just an explosion of flavor, and all I can hear is whatever happened to Eddie. 
He's the, the kid from, from Mockingbird Lane. Lane. All I see is, yeah, the zombies swaying back and forth in yeah. their seats. Mm. And all those people coming in and sitting in a chair and dancing in their chair. <laughs> anyway, we come back from the banger, and they're still arguing about Spot. Like, we yes. have not progressed the plot any. Grandpa's like, well, Herbin, you can't get Spot to do shit. And Lily's like, well, let's take the cat. Eddie says, the cat's plain. The cat oh. growls, does not like getting called plain. Grandpa really leans in on the Igor thing. And Igor's, or Igor, and Herman's like, fine. He, he, he has argues, arguments for Spot, but Grandpa's like, Igor, Igor, Igor. He says the bat is the most beautiful thing that flies. Yes. He loves Igor. But then Lily like, goes, oh, hmm. you think that's bad? Remember the time <laughs> you took him duck hunting? He tried to fly south with a flock of mallards. Six weeks later, he came walking back with wings full of buckshot. Oh, I'd love to see Igor just walking on two feet <laughs> yeah. back to the Hey, place. I'm flying here. Yes. And he's flying and like buckshot coming. <laughs> uh, I hope that's what Igor sounds like, like in bad. Like he's got like a New he's York a accent. He's a little bit of dice. <laughs> so. But come back. I can see it. You know, he's very temperamental. You know, he's like, "Hey, what you saying? I'm small. Hey, I'm not dumb. I'm out of here." Tilts his head to the side, like you know, puts a whole wing over it, like smoke a cigarette. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, Grandpa and Eddie cut to Grandpa and Eddie in the basement with Igor, and then this is what we saw. Herman comes down. This is what we listened to at the opening. Herman insults the bat the bat says fuck y'all i'm out and Uh, slowly gets away that is a much different igor than we have seen in the previous episodes oh he's huge yeah yeah like he's he's grown quite a bit um igor used to be like a bat on a string flopping around now he's like this big mechanical thing that's like very slowly (laughs) flapping Mm -hmm. sounds like a like a door creaking when he flies around. Yes. Squeak, 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 squeak. But he's huge. You're right, Keith. Good call. He is monstrous. So now, and like we heard now, at least where he'll be the only kid without a, and can't blame Herman. He's just an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Eddie can't go to school today. All the kids are going to make fun of him. Two episodes in a row. <laughs> Herman, very upset. He's so ashamed of himself. He let he his is. son down. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa goes, you know, Herman, there's a lot of ham in you. And I love this next line because it's a, it's, it is a lob and a slam dunk. But he's like, uh-huh. don't blame me. They used whatever was available. So <laughs> it was boar's head. Boar's head. Yes. Like they're like, but well, we need to finish making this monster thing. Well, <laughs> I got a, an unopened black forest ham. I was going to shave mm. her later on. Um, well, that line makes up for, for Lily's, uh, He's just a spoiled bat. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, the spoiled bat line. Lame. I like the Uh, idea of Herman. So, hmm. Herman's tastes kind of good. Is he made of lunch meat? (laughs) (laughs) He just gets hungry and he reaches down and bites off chunks Uh inside. We see him eating sandwiches sometimes. Maybe, yeah, he just kind of like gets a knife, just slices off a few chunks, and And there you go. The monsters are very all about eating. Every episode, I don't know if there's an episode where they haven't been at either the breakfast, the dinner table, or we'll see a future eating in this episode. Um, Also, Derek, I'll say you mentioned, so this is two weeks in a row then that Eddie's been made fun of. So is that like we had 
grandpa trying to make inventions, yep. a couple of episodes of grandpa running away in a row. Yep. Is this like the current string of things is Eddie yeah. gets made fun of? Is that... Yeah, it, it's like Eddie's on summer break for school and they're filming or winter break or something. Yeah. But everything is revolving around. He's going to get picked on if he. Yep. Let's get all the. Ed- and well, what do kids do? Hell if I know. They get picked on. All right. Oh, well, <laughs> plus in go. the uh, in the Martian one also, mm-hmm. those kids are like, man, they, whatever. Your, your house isn't as cool as you keep saying it is. And yeah. it's like that Eddie's really weird. Yep. Yeah. So Herman's really upset, ashamed of himself, let him down, made a ham. Yada, yada, yada. Grandpa has a plan, as he always does. He's going to turn into a bat, and and he tells us the plan as opposed to, like, we have to wait and find out. Grandpa's going to turn into a bat and go to school with Eddie. Herman, pleased with the plan. He even Very calls pleased. Grandpa the greatest. Mm-hmm. Herman is usually the level-headed, mm, I don't know about this, Grandpa. But he's on board. Mm, he's fact, very happy. Yeah, all he's, on board. He's very, very, uh, I think at some point he calls him, he's like, you're the best or something like I think that. He calls him the greatest. Yeah. So Lily tells the grandpa bat next scene in a cage that she's very touched. See, Lily, it, she can't get over it. Herman's all on board. If Marilyn knew, who's usually a skeptic, she'd probably be like rah, rah, rahing it as well. And he comes and gets the cage and he's very excited. Herman tells him to be careful. He isn't as young as he used to be. <laughs> and he's like, I'll win for smartest pet. <laughs> Herman's like, well, he isn't as intelligent as he used to be either. <laughs> so Herman with the dig where grandpa can't respond. Mm-hmm. I like that. But there's lots of squeaking going on. So grandpa, unlike when he turns, well, no, when he turned into a wolf and couldn't turn back, he was, could still communicate. Yeah, they can understand him. Yeah, because they had yeah. like a full blown conversation. Yeah. Anyway, they cover up the cage and send Eddie on his way. Where's Grandpa? Oh, he's hung up in an experiment, but he'll be there with you in spirit the whole day. <sighs> Eddie leaves. Herman yep. says if Grandpa wins, there will be no living with him. <laughs> if he beats those rabbits and gerbils, there'll be no living with him. I like that line too. Yeah. So that's true. Grandpa would oh, rub God, on their faces. Yeah. He'd be strutting his stuff like mm-hmm. he just made two consecutive shots in the pool. God damn it. That's the only inside joke I'll tell. And <laughs> everyone will know what it is if they listen at least one time. Man, I uh, I played uh, recently played some pool with my kids. And yep. uh, I made two shots in a row. And I really had to like make sure I stopped and did mm-hmm. not do that. Cut two. <laughs> That's funny. The, like Even with your kids, you couldn't help. <laughs> Doing the Ric Flair strut around the table. Oh, yeah. Woo! No, no, I, made two I, I, shots. Didn't, I didn't do it. I, but I was, I, it was almost like a, just a natural reaction. Yep. And I was like, I wait did. a minute, 10 year old, I can't do that. He's like a picture it. in my head. Yeah. We're at the Mockingbird Heights <laughs> Elementary School pet fair. There's, they're all excited about this bat, but there's a goddamn monkey. There's a skunk. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's gerbils, parrots. There's a squirrel. Yeah, this is like all a disaster. Sorts of this is a disaster. Do not bring all these pests to school. Like, what's no. this going to go horribly wrong? You know it is. If they get loose, we got like some sort of crazy kids movie going on. Oh, man, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good thing Spot didn't go. That was a buffet. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Spot would just eat everything. Even the kids probably. Oh. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the monkey, I'm like, Jesus Christ! No way a bat wins. Monkeys are infinitely smarter than bats. 
So Mr. Hazlitt, who I assume is a principal, is going to have a hard time choosing a winner. That's for sure, because there's a goddamn monkey and a skunk. <laughs> skunk is cool as hell. Uh, oh, right, yeah. so Eddie takes co- takes the cover off his cages. Like he's the only one that still has a cover in his cage. I'm like, wait till you see my pet. Big unveiling, big fake looking bat. All the other animals, very real. Yep, including the monkey. Including the monkey, real monkey, real skunk, real uh, squirrels, real everything. Do you, so? Did he have the cover on because there's no actual like top to the cage? Like it's not a fully complete well, cage that could like be everyone it else. Too. <laughs> I don't think there was a top to it. No, there wasn't. No. So Eddie takes the cover off, and the kids, they're impressed. What's it eat? Blah, blah, blah. Teacher, very not much. She plays a frazzled character. Her she trainer. does. Yep. Uh, she wants, she's like, cover that thing back up. But Eddie wants to show off Igor's trick. And the principal's like, trick? What do you mean trick? Mm. He'll fly around the room twice and return to the cage on command. There was like, ooh. So the bat flies up and around the room over and over <laughs> and over and over yep. and over. More than twice. More than twice, definitely. My favorite part of this, the kids are screaming and laughing. But did you notice the teacher? She's like covering her neck the whole time. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's so scared of this bat. I would be the same. Yeah. She was like pulling up her collar. Like, <laughs> this is obviously... Dracula. Yeah, this is Dracula. He's probably like, yeah, hmm. maybe but, like trying to mesmerize her or something. I don't know. Doesn't yeah. Eddie like, like when he gets home there? Doesn't he say something like, you know, Igor was was going after her or something mm-hmm. like he? Yep. Yeah, he actually mentions that going on. But yeah, she was not having it. She was not having it. Not pleased. And, and don't they cut. mention that like he cut he he like that somebody asked him about like does he go and hunt like rats and he's like oh only if he wants to dance with them. Yes. Yeah. What the hell is that? Dance. I'm like, oh, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write down because it like way over my head. I'm yeah, saying. I don't understand what that means, it, but I like the it's image. Probably a very '60s reference. Mm. Cut to Lily and Herman on the couch. Lily is sure Eddie is proud of his pet. She's still talking about it like eight hours later. I yeah. bet you Eddie's so proud of his pet, and she thinks Grandpa is doing things that Igor wouldn't even think of. Clearly. Herman is pleased with the grandpa, proud of his bravery, because he wouldn't want to go out in public looking grotesque. <laughs> and he said grotesque, and I was so pleased. That made me happy. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, Igor wouldn't have thought about trying to bite the teacher's neck. <laughs> yeah. Nope. But grandpa went out there, and Herman's like, I wouldn't want to go out in public looking so grotesque. The grotesque. that The word itself is just, it's just like, melts my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good it, it now makes your intro basically canon. It also. is. Yeah. Yep. Grotesque. Yep. <laughs> Herman is worried Grandpa is giving Eddie a false sense of values, which I thought was where the story was going to go. He's yes. like, he's giving a false sense of values by catering to his every whim. Instead, it's a throwaway line. Eddie runs in <laughs> excitedly. Eddie says, how would you like to see the prize winner for the most intelligent <laughs> pet at Mockingbird Heights Elementary? Still covered. And they're mm-hmm. like, Grandpa, you son of a bitch, you did it. <laughs> he uncovers the cage and it's a squirrel. <laughs> so the squirrel got the prize yes. for most intelligent. Yeah. There was a monkey. There were parrots. Parrots can say hundreds of words <laughs> and converse with man. 
There was a trained bat. <laughs> there was a trained bat. The squirrel. Everyday modern backyard squirrel. Yep. Right? It also looked much larger than when they said, oh, that's an interesting squirrel when they walked by it the first <laughs> yes. time. And it, it looked like it almost looked like it was dead. Look at that squirrel. Maybe um, it was one of the squirrels from the Willy Wonka remake. Oh, that like, cracks all the nuts or whatever. Yeah. I said, I said that to, to goad Keith into talking about Willy Wonka, but he's not taking that bait. Mm. I, yeah, that shit movie. No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> so, uh, Tim Burton Lily brings a pretty good flair to that. But, yeah. What's that? No, I was just, just going to say Tim Burton really brings a great flair to the movie, but that's all right. Um, yeah, I don't hate fuck, that movie at all. Oh, fuck off. So <laughs> Lily scolds the squirrel. Father, what have you done now? <laughs> and they're like, well, where's Igor? Oh, I traded him off to Timmy Brubaker for the squirrel. They're like, okay. Herman looks kind of upset. Lily yells at Eddie, you naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> you traded your grandfather for a squirrel. And then if they would have gone credits, I would have been like, great episode. Instead, we just get a commercial break. Now, for, first of all, though, like at first, does she think that grandpa changed into a squirrel mm-hmm. at some point in time? Like, yes. Yeah. I, and so would he have traded Igor? Like yes. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> thought he was trading Igor. He doesn't know it's grandpa until he gets until she yells at him. It's That's like where Igor stands. Man. Come on. They no do whatever they left. want, man. Yeah. yeah. But we it's only for back, the weekend. It's only for the weekend. It's, well, yeah, we don't know that yet though. We come back from the commercial, we're like, Well, grandpa's gone forever. Mm-hmm. Lily ran is away. really upset. Again. Yeah. Marilyn's trying to console her. And he didn't know it was it was he didn't know it was grandpa, but it was only a trade for the weekend. And he's very excited how grandpa went flying after his teacher, though. He's <laughs> yes. like vroom, vroom. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah, that was strange. Now Herman, level head, comes in, figures he'll just change back to into grandpa and walk home. But Lily's like, there's no room in that small cage. Lily is literally inconsolable she's she is just torn up now this can't be the first time in 100 plus years where grandpa (laughs) has done something dumb because we're on episode 20 and he's done something dumb 19 previous times yeah there's no way she's inconsolable he's been captured in animal state before we've seen yes three episodes (laughs) prior uh sometimes he can't remember how to change back other times the cage is too small yes she says, I didn't live all these years to be the daughter of a squirrel. I like that. Ah, that's, that's weird, the line. That is kind of funny. Which she's, but she's already established that it's not her dad. <laughs> yes, so, it's not her dad. She's upset that he traded. She's, she knows it's like, uh, so is the squirrel just well, going with the squirrel is a use of trade? Yeah. He's. <laughs> The school's come to the school. The squirrel's taking over. It's like, well, yep. fuck Fair's y'all. Fair. I'm here now. I'm yeah. grandpa. It's a trade. I mean, he gets to take <laughs> yep. all the responsibilities the grandpa had. He's got all the roles yep. he's got to have. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. That's just like, yep. sorry, guys. You're my new dad. Oh, my God. Marilyn <laughs> is concerned if the brew breakers feed grandpa peanuts and popcorn because it gives him heartburn. <laughs> like, okay. Duh, yeah. Herman's like, well, listen. Eddie, just call him and tell him the deal's off and get get Grandpa back. And he's like, yeah, sure, Pop. Lily wants Herman to do the call, but Herman's like, nope, this would be a good opportunity for Eddie to show self-reliance. Sure. Eddie, 
on the coffin phone talking to Mrs. Brewbreaker. You remember me? I've only been there once. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you do remember me? <laughs> I thought Crazy that was kind of funny. Freak. Yeah. There was another line in the school when um, but the principal comes in and he's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's just me, mister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a couple lines like that where it's like, Eddie's like, yeah, oh yeah, it's me. You might not remember. And he's like, yeah, you're a weird looking guy. <laughs> yes. So Eddie's trying to negotiate with Mrs. Brewbreaker to get the bed back. Now, he's like, it's my grandfather. And then Herm's like, don't say that. <laughs> She'll, I can't remember why. I can't remember they'll raise the price. Says, they'll jack up the oh, price. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll try to jack up the price. <laughs> Not that, that it's weird, but that they'll they'll true like, oh, they'll double the price. It's like, yeah, oh, two, it's, two squirrels. You need two squirrels now. It's my grandmother's favorite. But the Brewbakers, as one would do with property that isn't their own, sold the bat. Yes. What a crazy twist invention mm. to make this plot go forward. They well, sold the bat. How mean. Well, no, no. Only only the kids sold the bat. Yes. He sold dad. the bat to his father but for 65 cents. He sold the bat to his dad for 65 cents. Yeah. I want to know how that negotiation started. And, and A dollar, Eddie... 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Eddie's like, well, he took the bat with him down to work. Mr. Brubaker hmm. works at a laboratory, and I'm like, well, that's what Grandpa loves. It's a top-secret rocket laboratory in <laughs> Washington, D.C. So this dude lives on the West Coast, works on the East yes. Coast. Yep. <laughs> Swindled his kid out of a bat because he couldn't find one, and the kid sold property that wasn't his. This Brubaker family sucks. Also, uh, Eddie just got home from school, so the other kid got home. Sold to his dad. His dad took it and left to go yes. to D.C. within like an hour. Yes. The dad's like, that's a fine looking bat. I'll give you 65 cents. It's <laughs> like, OK. <laughs> and then the dad's like, I'm out. Peace. See you yeah. all later. Yeah. I'm off to the airport. I mean, we, we get in this a little bit more, but man, uh, LAX seems to be a very nice airport to go out of. It's very easy to get through. Well, yeah. 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 You can do whatever you want back then. You want to fly with a bazooka? Knock yourself out. <laughs> so, like, this whole thing is, man, such a strong yes. invention to make the plot. Like, you could have had so much fun with that bat in the Brewbreaker's house. Yes. Right? Just yeah. fucking shit up. Grandpa appearing, then turning back into a bat, and appearing <laughs> and turning. Like, all sorts of crazy yeah. antics should have happened. But instead, he Ready? flies the bat to Washington, D.C. Well, and that's and again, that's the big like. Couldn't they have just taken them to like some sort of like a lab there on yes. the West Coast? Like, there's got to be labs there. That, yeah. that it'd be easy to go to, as opposed yeah. to like, oh, we got to travel. But everywhere. then you wouldn't got a real banger joke coming up. Oh, mm. that's true, because we get a yeah airplane scene. Yeah. yeah. So now we cut to a restricted area, U.S. government space laboratory, authorized personnel only. There's a cage with the monkey Chico. Orbital flights two, recoveries two. Empty cage, pinky. Orbital flights three, recoveries two. <laughs> Laughter. <laughs> oh, animals died. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, kind of ominous. Grandpa, he's in danger. <laughs> so dude walks in with a bat in a cage. That's Mr. Brubaker. New customer for our travel agency. 
just in time too. And then the dude gloats about buying it from his son for 65 cents. Like he's yeah. like, yeah, I bought it from my son for 65 cents. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> high five at each other. Yeah. Like, he you ripped off your kid. These two are great. Oh God. I hated him. But <laughs> Dr. One, he's like, I always wanted to send a bat to orbit, which makes grandpa bat squeak. And then it's like, oh, it's like he understands us. So the plan is to say, like, I hate this. So Mr. Brubaker has a weird, like, quasi-English accent. He looks like Walt Disney. And then <laughs> you have you have the other guy who reminded me of Bruce McCullough from Kids in the Hall. So mm-hmm. here we go. So Grandpa Bat, not pleased. It's like he understands so plan to send him into orbit and see if their equipment can track the bat's radar. Makes no sense, but okay. They're dumb 60 scientists. <laughs> They're going to send him off tomorrow morning. It's tomorrow morning. They just got this bat. They're going to send him off tomorrow morning on a Thermo 2. Well, Thermo 2s don't ever come back. Doesn't matter. This bat dies. No big whoop. We'll just get another one. If they get another god. Get a local bat. Why did they yes. have to get a bat? <laughs> In California and fly them across the country. I don't get that. I don't either. Yeah, Grandpa started off the morning reading a nice book. Now yes. he's getting ready to go be a uh, flown Launched into, into space. space. Yeah, first the Grandpa bat, bat faints. The bat faints. And they're like, have you ever seen a bat faint? No, that's very strange. Oh, I would say it is very strange. Very peculiar. <laughs> now we get to the whole reason it's in Washington, D.C. A plane is in flight. The monsters are on their way to D.C. Herman, face pressed against the window. It's his first plane trip, and he's so excited. He's looking out the window. So he's looking out the window. Lily is anxious, but Herman says, you know, chill. Enjoy this like me. And then Herman looks back out the exact same window, which is his face (laughs) pressed against, Mm -hmm. and he freaks out. The propellers are gone. Now, when he started freaking out, I was like, oh, it's like the Twilight Zone. It's going to see them. A monster on the wing or something. Oh, I was yeah. so hoping yeah. that's what they were going to do. Nope. The propellers are gone. <laughs> like, he, he didn't notice that any t- other time. He's like, Dad, it's okay. Mm. It's a jet airplane. That's the only reason. That line right there is the only reason they're in D.C. Because jet airplanes were relatively new in the 60s. And old passenger planes did have big propellers on them. Oh, you know what? You're probably right. That's yeah, I didn't it. even think about That's that. That's the only reason. One of Eridice or Bobbly Below, whatever their names are, mm-hmm. they're like, I was on an airplane. There is no propellers. Can you believe it? Let's make a script out of it. And there we go. <laughs> this is where we're at. Everyone is miffed at Herman because he's so dumb. He was just looking out a window and <laughs> didn't notice the propellers were gone. And then yeah. looked back out and noticed there were propellers. Herman said it is peculiar. Before the takeoff of the plane was full, but as soon as they got on, they all left. Because the plane is empty, and there's only 14 seats. So not the most efficient way to get people across country. No. Like, also well, also not the most efficient use of space. You're only four people spread yeah. out a bit. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Give me my, that, some room. Everybody gets a window to see if they want. Get your want. own damn row. Yeah, mm-hmm. put your legs up. Yeah. This That's is way my, to fly. my type of plane ride. Yeah. They don't even have seat belts. Oh, so yeah. just lay down. Do whatever the fuck you want. 
I mean, missing out opportunity for Herman and Lily to do the Mile High Club. I mean, come on. Oh, Pete. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're just dragging this down into the gutter instantly. All right. Everybody's miffed at Herman. Yep. And he's like, everybody left. And the stewardess hasn't been around the whole flight either. Herman's like, well, she must be new because she, she's not used to flying. They had to push her onto the plane and slam the door. <laughs> nice. Then, like it was just on cue or potentially written in a script, the flight attendant comes scurrying in with a cart. She throws food at the monsters, like trays of food, and she is very rattled, trembling. It And I liked her. <laughs> she, was yeah. My, yeah. she is one of my favorite people in this entire episode. She's just like, Oh, she doesn't know what to do. Very good actor. Hermes is like, it's okay. If you're worried about the lack of propellers, don't be. It's a jet. It's a jet. I'm like, oh, oh. Boy. oh, just like, good job, Herman. He's yeah. using an Her- Herman mm-hmm. mellows yeah. out the whole. She's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then just <laughs> runs. The monsters are like, well, we have to eat on camera at least once. They rip open the lids off their, their food and they start eating. So fast, in fact, that Marilyn's like, Eddie, don't. What, what did she say? Like, slam your food or whatever. Doesn't oh. matter. I like, was oh, too. Okay. I was too busy being like, "Holy crap!" That's how they used to serve you on plane. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Back in the day, you used to get a meal. Yeah, full all-out meal, like a giant tray of stuff, and now it's like a well, mini a bag of peanuts flight. and. Yeah. They're in the That's, air for five yeah. hours or so, six probably at the time. And Eddie's just like scarfing down his food. Merrill's like, slow your roll, kid. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then we have to see Ed, er, Lily and Herman eating. And Lily's like, well, there's no salt. Herman's like, well, I'll get it. Miss, miss, oh, stewardess. And we need salt. And so she runs up and tosses salt to Herman. Herman doesn't think she has the stuff to make a good stewardess. Yeah, she's, she like chucks it like straight at him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I would too. I would just throw it from the back if I had to. Mm-hmm. Same. So now we're back at the rocket lab. Bat is still out cold, but Dr. whatever his name is, he put a lady bat in the cage next door to perk mm. him up. And it's all like, you know what I'm saying? Because boys <laughs> like girls and they're going to fuck. Mm-hmm. Right? DTF. They're DTF. Yes. These bats are DTF. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, it'd be good since they're going to blast off together tomorrow. We get that. Uh, anxiety out. Yeah. Bang it out, you bats. And they're like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's leave them alone. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch from the other room. Um, oh, God. I didn't think about that. <laughs> no, no. Grandpa wakes no, up. He's bringing this. <laughs> and the bats are talking to one another. And, and they're squeaking, but there's text on the screen. Oh, my head, where am I? And then the girl bat goes, In heaven, darling, and I'm going to be your angel. Yep. Holy fuck, they got a like a sex worker bat. This bat is DTF. Yeah. And then yeah. Grandpa's like, Who are you? Just call me Cleo, baby. <laughs> this is the actual text on the screen. It is. I, mean, I wrote it down. And then Grandpa goes, Get away from me, you old bat. <laughs> he's not into it yeah no he's like listen i can get all the human tang i want i don't need fat tang <laughs> yeah he's got a he's got a rod that finds girls right? yes like, he's got a defining yeah. rod for this 
exactly no need for that also why didn't why didn't the wolf get uh text under, underneath it yeah i don't know it's a different writer eh, whatever at the lab gate two guards are talking both uh, pretty new how long have you been here a couple weeks me too i just started blah, blah, blah. what's going on in there all kinds of weird shit oh i bet sending crazy stuff into space what do they look like? I don't even want to see them. Like I know what that I know what's going to happen. What am I going to do this? Like, what they look like? Oh God, it's probably terrible. I don't even want to see it. It's probably horrifying, grotesque. The <laughs> monsters roll up. Oh yeah. They had to rent a car because they couldn't get a taxi. Like oh, they must be on strike because when Herman hailed them, some abandoned their cars in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most efficient way to avoid the monsters while you're in a vehicle. Just jump out. Yeah, don't drive it is. away. Yeah. Just dive out of your moving vehicle. And mm -hmm. this is where we have a clip. Well, this is the space lab, Pop. But that sign says keep out. And look at those guards. So fierce looking. So fierce. They're like two dope-faced yes. 20-year-olds. <laughs> My gosh, so that's what they're building in there. Yeah, one of them must have got out. <laughs> they must have built it to send to outer space. Send out? It looks more like something they brought back. Uh, pardon me. You'd better get right back in there, mister. <laughs> Master, uh, sir, they'll be looking for you. Inside, in the laboratory? Right this way, please. We're, we're your friends, you know. <laughs> you dog faces are very polite. <laughs> very polite. And then Herman meanders his way in. Yeah. Oh, wait, and Leah says this. See? See? <laughs> I told you. Your uncle can charm the vultures out of the trees when he wants to. 100% <laughs> ADR because yep. her voice does not match her lips. Now... I thought when when like they pulled up and all and then the two guys were sitting there, I thought they were gonna turn and it was gonna be Marilyn walking over there, like oh, and, yeah. and maybe like you know, charming them and they'd just be like, Oh, sure, whatever, whatever you want, Marilyn. Um, you know, because she, you know, well, they'd have to talk really close to her also. Yes. Uh, you know, and then the rest of the monsters would kind of just kind of sneak in. Um, and then my second choice was that they would go with the thing that they did, but I was hoping for something a little bit different, but uh, yet the the two doe face guys. <laughs> Look how nice they are to him. Oh, they're like yes, yes sir. Oh Ma come on, buddy. master, come on master, master. Yeah. They call him yeah. master. <laughs> like oh, all hail our ant overlords, right? <laughs> they're very excited. I like. I think that's my favorite part of this episode is that exchange, and then they exchange with them later on. Oh, we'll get there. Herman strolls his way in. Very pleased. The look on his face makes that whole seat. He's yes. like, oh, okay. And he just kind of <laughs> struts in. Yep. So then, then Herman walks into the lab where the doctors are talking. Herman's like, excuse me. But the doctors, they freak the fuck out. And they <laughs> they freak out so much, they back out of a plate glass win plain glass window. Like, they just crash through a window. And then yeah. Herman goes, huh, genius. Like, he's questioning their intellect, which I enjoyed. That was funny, yeah. So Herman sees the bats. There's two of them. And he's like, oh, this one must be Grandpa. And he grabs it. But it's not. I'm, it's the girl bat. Now I'm it's, suddenly questioning Herman's intellect because yes. there's two bats there. How do you know you didn't even ask anybody? 
obviously one of them is grandpa. Yeah. He'd be like, hey, you know, do a trick if you're grandpa, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or grandpa fly out of the topless cage and turn back into grandpa. Oh, that's no. a good idea. Nope. He just grabs the cage that he thinks is grandpa, but it's the girl bed. It is Cleo. Uh, and he heads out uh, and he goes, you've been very naughty. <laughs> Grandpa as Matt naughty, as naughty as Cleo. Yeah. Yes, well, <laughs> yeah. you're in heaven, man. baby. Like she, she's gonna get her rocks off, whether it's with another bat or Herman. She doesn't care. Grandpa, Grandpa Bat squeaks, and then we got text for that. Herman, you idiot, come back here! Don't you recognize your own father? <laughs> so now all the doctors are sneaking back into the lab, hoping Herman's gone. They're like, well, you know, blah blah blah. They're shaking broken glass off themselves. They assume Herman was another doctor's secret project, which makes sense. Technically, he probably was at one time. <laughs> Maybe a hundred and something years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, well, one of the bats is gone. But they assume that Herman was from the lab and was programmed to come take him basically <laughs> as a prank. So you think he's a robot? Yeah, I guess. It's happened before, I guess, yeah. But they're like, well, the mission must go on. We really need one bat. Let's blast him into space and kill him. Uh, and Grandpa Bat goes bonkers and like, oh, it almost feels like he's throwing a tantrum. Now I'm going to show you how smart this bat is. I'm going to get him out and test the radar. And then here comes a whole bunch of, I wrote ADR Bonanza here. Gets Grandpa out of the cage and he's like, watch how bat radar works. I'm going to let him go. He's going to fly towards that wall and evade it gracefully. I'm like, oh, neat. Let's see it happen. And then Grandpa flies directly into the wall, yes. hits it, and falls down to the table. Um, Don't know why he does that, but it was kind of funny to see it the bat was, slam it to the wall. I, th- I think the reason he did that is because technically the bat is on a wire. It can only go one direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, he's a stupid one. Yeah. And then they go to get him, but the bat flies up and out of the room, and they chase him. And they get into the hallway, but guess what? It's just Grandpa standing there. <laughs> and then Grandpa pulls a Bugs Bunny. Hey, you looking for that bat? They're like, yes, we are. He went that away. <laughs> so he sends him off down the hallway, and then Grandpa questions their intellect. Huh, modern science. Grandpa pulls grabs a cigar. A, grabs a cigar, and he strolls out of the building. And almost like he just made two pool shots in a row. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He, he's strutting his way out. <laughs> I was kind of expect. I was kind of, and this would never happen, but kind of gonna be like a slaughter at like the lab or something, like <laughs> vengeance for what happened to him. I mean, this is the monster. This is not gonna happen. I kind of hope he's gonna like get his revenge. <laughs> just like, well. Now to teach you all this, and he just yep. does like super high speed. Uh, yes. What was that vampire show on HBO? Uh, uh, True Blood. True Blood. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Eric Northman just going mm-hmm. like a hundred different bodies ripping their necks out. Uh, Grandpa strolls out to the guards again. Same doe faced boys. Probably saw Herman leave with a bat earlier. Didn't question his motives. 
uh, Grandpa strolls up to the guards and requests a cab. Why don't you guys call me a cab to the airport? I was going to fly home today, but ah, you know how it goes. I just flew in and my boy and my arm's tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, he's, he's, he's like, he's like dice. Hey, I just flew in and boy, are my arms uh, so they treat him like a VIP. They're like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they're thinking that the outfit is, the, uh, it was like a dick at the Air Force, maybe? Like, well, I yes, guess the Air yeah. Force. Mm-hmm. Their new outfits sir. Mm-hmm. really hoity-toity, I guess. How, how much time do we think has passed since Herman walked out with the first one? Six seconds. <laughs> Not long, yeah. Not okay. long. Okay, so again, I want, like, They're probably nighttime. still in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's nighttime, so they've gone from being out in California, they've uh, had the whole day go by. It's the afternoon. He sells the thing, or he trades the thing. Uh, the bat it gets sold. The guy takes it, flies all the way there. The monsters then book flight, get to the airport, fly all the way there. Yes, oh, it's, and it's turn around. And bang, and bang, Grandpa bang. is about to get in a cab when yeah, they probably left. Maybe like well, you can even say they they left five minutes ahead of him. Maybe and like. Does he never see them again? Like, like I'm, nope. I'm really the time of all this stuff. Really, is like they drove. He's taking a cab. Even if they get there, like, are they on two separate flights? Are yeah. there's probably only one flight going out right at the <laughs> same time? The it's it's like there's a flight every 15 minutes from DC to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. It's like <sighs> they're on the same flight. Mm-hmm. You think they would be? Anyway, Grandpa's like, give me a flight. They're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then we get the commercial break and we come back for the last segment. Now be prepared because any moment I could say credits. Oh, okay. The monsters are all yelling at the wrong bat to come out. It's like, <laughs> come on, you idiot. You're grandpa. Change back into grandpa. And they keep calling it grandpa. They keep yelling at the bat. Yep. Now this is a lot like what you guys had hoped with the wolf episode. Yes. Yeah, exactly. First thing that popped into mind. I'm like, oh, they, they did the same thing that and yes. I bet you somebody was like, man, we probably should have really done that. With yep. and like, Let's write this one up this way. <laughs> so they're all trying to think of ways to get the bat out. And then Grandpa strolls in with his back to the camera, bad stage presence, says, maybe you should give her a piece of cheese. <laughs> and Herman quickly dismisses and says, it's not a her, it's a him, you fucking moron. We know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the musters then are like, wait a minute. That sounded like Grandpa. <laughs> and they all, in unison, look up and see Grandpa. And then Lily's like, how can you be there when you're here? So, oh, God. If if that's you, and this is, then that means, what? <laughs> yes. That happens in every goddamn episode, and it happens again here. And then Grandpa's like, I just flew in from D.C. And boy, my arm's tired. He does it again. <laughs> Herman grabbed the wrong bat and they were going to send us into orbit. And he says, mm-hmm. well, it's nice to have you back, Grandpa. And everyone is glad he's home. And Grandpa says, you're telling me I'm as patriotic as the next fellow, but I was not anxious to be the first bat on the moon. Yeah, don't blame him. I know his grandpa doesn't like space stuff, I feel like. And the Martians, that really spooked him, so... Also, they never said they were going to the moon. It was just going to go into space. Yep. Low orbit. <laughs> yeah. And no credits. Igor flies in the window. Oh, thank mm. God. I am glad we know what happened to Igor. <laughs> and then it's like everybody says, look, Igor's back. 
Igor flies into the girl cage. They're like, mm-hmm. look, he's really going for Cleo. Yeah. I don't know if they knew the female bat's name was Cleo. I don't think so. No, no. I think that's a slip up. Yeah. And then Lily goes, I always thought that bat was part wolf. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. The line really doesn't. I get what she's trying to say, I guess, but it also doesn't make sense. That bat's got a dog in him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no credits there. No. Yeah, I keep Eddie going. Goes, yeah. Grandpa, what are those bats talking about? Grandpa leans into Herman. It's about time you had a little father and son talk. You know, about the bats, the bees. <laughs> no credits there. Nope. Herman looks Ooh. very confused. So Grandpa <laughs> leans in and whispers silently. Herman, surprised look. Fade <laughs> to black. Credits. It's almost like Herman doesn't know what that is. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> well, he was created in a lab. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Oh my lord! This was well, a his his son is a, his son is a is a wolf man, uh, and neither him or his wife are. So I don't know. <laughs> don't know what's going on. But here. the mailman is. Yeah. Well, no. Herman's got a hairy ass hands. Everyone. Oh yeah, he, he does. Everyone. Grandpa's a son is a wolf man. So true. 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 There's some genes going on there. All right. This roller coaster ride was season one, episode twenty. Bats of a feather. What you guys think? I actually really enjoyed this episode because it is it is so nutty. It's very mm. nutty. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. It goes from the most basic concept of let's bring a pet to school to uh, an animal getting sent into space yes. <laughs> and mistaken identity. Yep. What about you, Terry? Oh. To me, this feels like one of those episodes where they're really like trying to buy for time to me. Like it doesn't feel like they have quite enough going on. No. Like we get like long bits with those doctors just talking for forever. Yes. Uh, we get the bits with the the guards, which I thought the guards were kind of funny, but it was mm-hmm. like kind of goes on for a while. It feels like they had an idea and they just kind of like threw stuff in, you know, just throwing things at the wall, just you know. And some of it worked, I think, actually, which is nice. But it just feels like it could have flushed it out a bit more. I don't know. Could this have been uh, two scripts that like, or like, like mm. they had two parts of things, and they're like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, we can't figure out how to make this. Let's just <laughs> mash them together, and we'll <laughs> it does get somewhere. Feel like that. Oh yeah, it's like we got yeah. this pet thing, and we got taking a, a like a lab animal in to send to space. Hmm, how mm-hmm. do we combine those? Eh, the dad is he works in DC, and he takes it to the lab and buys it from his kid for some reason yep okay perfect <laughs> yeah for me i have a real problem with this sort of episode because it's like you have things in front of you the fact that grandpa turned into a bat to help eddie at a pet fair is concept enough yes but they keep creating and adding weird conflict and twists that just don't make sense and like i get it's a sitcom and they're trying to be wacky but it's like jesus christ you had an actual premise in front of you. And uh, mm-hmm. of once once again, there's zero B plot. It is A plot from point zero to point, you know, N minus one. <sighs> it's, it was, to me, this is an exhausting episode because not a whole lot was very funny. And it's just like, oh, God, I wish you would just 
do something a little more focused. Yeah, the the ridiculousness level of it is oh, it's a hundred percent ridiculous. That's what propels me through the whole thing because I'm like, this is just so odd. And then as we've been sitting here talking about it, I keep thinking more and more about the logistics of of the day and flying and back to DC and back and back. This is more like uh, Herman, like warping reality, probably to get them back and forth. But like, just it, because it never seems to be the next day. It's still the same day the whole time. Yes. School gets out of what? Two o'clock. So Eddie's home by two 30 and suddenly they are on a cross country trip there and back. Yeah. And there's so much about this. It's just like, yeah, just constantly like every time something ridiculous happened, which it felt like it was every time they needed to figure out what to do next. I'm just like, what, what, what? Like every time. <laughs> That's all yeah, right. yeah. It wasn't well, so bad, I thought, but yeah, it was kind of one of those like middle of the road episodes for me. It's like, yeah, there's it some feels good stuff like and there's some nice stuff. Seven six is lofty, but like anything lower than mm. a seven two is too low. I mean, it was fine. It just wasn't particularly good. Um, all right. So what in this hodgepodge of madness broke the babysitter? <laughs> um, the fact that Lily thought she was going to, her dad was, she's going to have to be a daughter of a squirrel. <laughs> yes. Which she's already established that the squirrel is not her father in the first place. Yes. Meaning that there is, uh, you know, if, we, if we're saying that, like maybe some multiverses split off here, um, there is a point where Grandpa is no longer there at the house, and a uh, yeah. a squirrel is taking his place. <laughs> it could one hundred percent be true. And then, that. which then means they take a second camping trip to Squirrel Squirrel, squirrel Valley, Valley Park. Yeah. Oh yes. That, wow. That, that ties thing. it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All we needed was a squirrel to tie the inside the arc of the series. Is yeah. suddenly makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I so that uh, definitely for me that is. I sat here laughing a bit while you guys continued on with the episode. I was, I, I had a, because I, it hadn't occurred to me that she had, it hadn't occurred to me the order of when she was like, Oh, I'm going to be the daughter of a squirrel until that point that no, no, she's already established the other thing. And I, it, it broke me, let alone the babysitter. Fair Maybe enough. Some ancient Transylvanian law. Like, you it, know, like you ah, trade grandfathers, ah. then it is. Yep. That's what happens. You know, I think, but my breaker is like they all leave, but that squirrel is still there, and so I think they hire the, <laughs> the they hire the babysitter to watch over it, and that's when she learns that it is hyper intelligent, like it's smarter than anything she's ever faced, and it's like, <laughs> like a, a ruthless like intellect, and it's like, faced. it's like the, the the what the greatest game is man, and so the squirrel's hunting her because it's so intelligent, oh, it's trying to take her down. And she the has squirrel's this... hunting her in the backyard. And that explains why the squirrel's no longer there when they get back. Yeah. yeah. Much like Predator, the yeah, the, the babysitter's covered in mud, and she's got, like, TNT set up to explode and blow up yep. the Predator. You're one ugly son of a bitch. Squeak, 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 squeak. Yep. That's awesome. For me, I think she breaks when she finds out that little brewbreaker kid only got 65 cents for the bet. <laughs> yeah, like I get it. It's 1964, and 65 cents goes a long oh, way, but man. this is a goddamn Transylvania bet. You at least get 550 for it. It's Come big, on, too. Kid. Yeah. And like the, by the dad pound. struts his damn stuff. Yeah, I ripped off my kid, <laughs> and I brought it to work. 
Let's launch it into space. Yes. I don't get any of that. It's so ridiculous. And the <laughs> and the babysitter is on board with me. She's like, ah, and pulls out her hair and runs into the corner and just shakes. <laughs> it's like, no, this makes sense. Oh, right. <laughs> babysitter broken. Uh, I'm broken. Episode long. And with that, Keith. Yes, sir. What do you got going on for the people to like uh, be all excited about? Um, honestly, I got nothing going right now. Uh, it's kind of really? weird. Um, but if you, uh, if you feel like it, there is plenty of back catalog of both the pop-up film cast. And that was great. Wasn't it? Are both out there. And, uh, I, I kind of, I, I know that was great as we're done with our summer run. We'll be back in the fall and pop-up film cast. I do believe is already done with their summer run. Or maybe we got one more left. At this point, and uh, but go, there's plenty of stuff to listen to even when we're not around, so check it out. Nice, Terry. What about yourself? <laughs> uh, I've got um, another podcast. I had to remember what I was like, Do I have anything? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Uh, run the real is the other podcast I do. It's a movie podcast, we talk about movies in specific categories. Uh, I think we're on probably blockbusters. I keep saying that, but I think it. That might be the Kurosawa series still. I don't know. Look, we've recorded a lot of these in advance, but I think we'll probably be either talking about Speed or Point Break by the time this comes out. Oh, oh nice. Man. And then, you know, as for me, I normally would say, I got nothing. But I think it's safe to say that as this episode comes out, be on the lookout for the launch of the official Monster Hunters Patreon. Ooh, yeah. Right? Well, that's exciting. I'm excited. Where, for like, this. Uh, you know, five bucks a month helps support us and will create other tangential monster content. Yep, yep. If you like all the weird things we reference, we're probably going to end up talking about those at some point. God. So. Or if you like the way we talk about pickles. <laughs> or, that, that's, a, that's a whole separate tier. I or, mean, like, oh, whole yeah. obscure references to shit that no one remembers except for myself or Keith or even mm-hmm. Terry. Like dancing uh, around a pool table. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's an inside mm-hmm. reference that everyone understands, though. Uh, <laughs> or even let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, we'll take yeah. suggestions, too. Hey, yeah. Uh, I mean, look look for that. Go to MonsterHunters.com, our fancy new website. Check out for the Patreon link. Leave a review. Let's do an episode. Do all that kind of good stuff. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, I guess is the thing. YouTube, yep. Instagram. We got them all. They're all monster hunters. That's uh, right. All in a, in a just a blitzkrieg effort to get us to the top of a Google search. <laughs> Someday we'll get there. Someday. I was going to say we had all of them because it's always hunting season. That would it is like always thing, hunting uh, season. But I'll be damned if we end on a hunting season. <laughs> Keith, because Terry mentioned this. I can guarantee a dozen grandchildren at your knee. And every one of them proud to claim Marudi in the middle name. In the gnome mobile, the gnome mobile, we're rolling along in the gnome mobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along.
Are they gnomes or humans? I think. No, they're gnomes. So here's the question: Is that a normal car or a small car? I don't know. I don't know that's a red one. Oh, it's the end! <laughs> we saw the end. Spoilers! movie ever! The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.